like sturdy. Well, you know, so there's some, some. I always thought it was stern, and you know, some people out there just don't really understand phonics. So I figured, I mean, you know, most um, stern is no e at the end. Yeah. And so often people will say, "How do you spell it?" You know, if you're buying something on. Mm. And there was figure the E. So yeah. That's fair enough. There was you're like, and there's a surprise E at the end. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> surprise yeah. E. Yeah. Well, you know, my surname is a uh, Winkler, so like Peter Winkler. It's kind of like I've, I've been given shit my whole life with that with that name. Um, Stern would be a good surname to live pretty much comfortably through childhood. I'd yeah. say. It's it was right. Yeah. <laughs> Peter Winkler. I feel like that's a. Is that a celebrity name? Well, a uh, name the Fonz um, is Henry Winkler, mm. the guy from Happy Days. He was like, hey. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah that guy. That's yeah. the dude. Okay, so I'll just introduce you here real mm -hmm. quick. Welcome to Curious Pete. I'm your host, Peter Winkler, and today the creator of Foley Skits, animated sketch comedy, Ben Stern. Welcome to the show, man. Thank you, Curious Pete. Oh, cheers. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, nice. So I, I was, as you do, browsing through the grams and uh, I came across your uh, your account and I've been watching your episodes and like man to be to be honest and this is not just like me like you know sucking anyone off here <laughs> like, like, like the uh, the episodes are hilarious yeah. so like can you can you walk me through like how you got into this and uh, like your background etc yeah sure um Interesting. Um, it's been a weird process to get to where I'm doing these skits, but um, God, where do I start? I did, I, it was started like a year ago with the skits. Um, it's all based on like improv comedy. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. So me and my brother, uh, it actually started, I was kind of like, I want to do a comedy show. I always wanted to sort of do one. And it started with, I was trying to come up with an idea for like a family thing, uh, like a family show, lots of classic like route you take. I feel like there's a classic route you can take. And uh, I was tr trying to come up with ideas. And one thing we started to do is record just ourselves improvising. Um, and I think we had like maybe pff, like 10 hours worth of just these improvised skits. And there was so many bad ones. There was a lot of bad ones, but there were some good ones. And then I'll just write a list of like the good funny ones. And then eventually it just became, I was like, let's just, I'm just going to do a skit, like just skits, like not necessarily a story. And, and then I just picked the best ones and then I just animated them. But yeah, it was, it wasn't just like I recorded it and then I, you know, uh, made an animation out of it. It was like, I'd go through the story, try to fix it up. I, I did like seven renditions of the stories hmm. and then. Then I animated it because I. If you look through my YouTube, like there's a lot of different things I did before and a lot of mistakes and things like that. And this thing is kind of like just, um, yeah, a lot of lessons learned. Like a lot of you got to. It's all about the writing rather than just getting stuff out there. And yeah, yeah, it's been a bit of a process. Yeah, um, I, I can I can relate with you when I um, like on on a lot of things. Uh, first of all. Uh, I got like a really good relationship with my brother as well. And the two of us went to film school together. Oh, yeah. And we would, um, it was actually because of the fact that we lived together that I started doing stand-up. Because I would just, it was just our conversations between the two of us. And they were just, they were just fucking ridiculous. 
then after a while, we would just be laughing. My brother would always be like, write that down, you know, write that down. Mm. And uh, I never thought of the idea of like, maybe we should just like record it until I started doing this this podcast. Oh, yeah. So like my first episode is actually me just talking with my brother. Like, I'm, I'm going to see him again on Sunday because um, just the chats we have are just <laughs> so, <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. Uh, but I enjoy him, you know. Uh, so I appreciate that a lot. Uh, also, the uh, the idea of like of writing something. So when I first started writing, uh, some of my first um, stand up was garbage. Mm-hmm. It was absolute garbage. And then uh, I made the mistake of just going and putting out into public. You know, it was the first garbage. You know, <laughs> like version. And of course, you get crucified on stage for, for stuff like that. Yeah. And then you think, okay, I probably should go through a rewriting process. Um, and then, well, so for you, I, I was looking at, uh, some of the animations that you're using. What are you using to animate it? Uh, just flat, uh, Adobe animate. Oh yeah. And illustrator to do like the drawings. And oh, stuff cool. Like that. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, cause it, it, it reminds me of a, of a mixture of like almost like Big Les and South Park a little yeah. bit, you know? It and is a bit, yeah. South Park is, is a big inspiration for me. Big Les is cool cause they actually grew up where I grew up, those guys. Oh really? In Tweed. Yeah. Oh, right. Which is funny. Yeah. And when I saw them, because I was like sort of just starting to do it or thinking about it. And then when I heard about Big Les, it was like, yeah, it's pretty cool to see someone from your town like succeed, you know. And if you see someone do it, you're like, oh, that means maybe I can do it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. I was, um, I think I'm probably similar age to them as well, which is weird. Oh, that's so maybe that's, I, that's pretty funny. Saw them one time. <laughs> no, probably I mean, not. It's still a big place. There was that, um, uh, that episode where the the guy goes in uh, for uh, therapy. Oh yeah, and then he turns himself into a lamp. Yeah, it just like putting the head on his lamp. Oh, that's so funny. That took me. That's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. That took me so long to come up with the ending for that. Yeah, I had written. Um, so that was like. So I'll give you the download for that one. That was like an improvised skit that me and my brother recorded up to the point where. Um, he says about the table, he's like, oh, um, you are a table. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that bit. Um, I just knew it had to have something else to happen at the end and because there was just that little bit of room and I'm like, there's, there's a bit of room. This has got to end somehow. I think that I put that on the bookshelf for like maybe like two months and I like every so often I'd be like, how do I end this? Hmm. And then just one day it just came. <laughs> it was so random. <laughs> the lampshade on the head. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. So funny. A lot of them is just like that. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. But that's, but that's the appreciation of it too. Like, um, you know, when you look at, uh, I think a lot of people think, oh, come on, just make some more episodes. You know, it's not really that easy, is it? No. You know, like if you look at even like Dan Harmon and uh, what he was, what he is producing with uh, Rick and Morty, um, you know, it takes time to produce that sort of level of wit. Mm-hmm. You can't just churn it out in a in an afternoon. Yeah, it's you know? really true. Yeah, because yeah. you you can like I think when I first started, uh, I was doing like MBA videos, and um, I remember I would just write, and then I was like, I'm done. All right, now it's time to do the cartoon. And I look back, <laughs> and I'm like, they're the worst. <laughs> it's not that funny. Like, you no. really got to take time. I think. Yeah. Yeah, I found this weird writing process too, even for anything I was writing, if it's like uh, like a blog post or if it's uh, stand-up, um, and that is to, um, and it takes a long time. So I'll write maybe like a thousand word or maybe less than essay, yeah. and I'll record myself speaking it, 
and then I'll go back and I'll rewrite it and I'll do this process 25 times. Wow. Until like I get it to like where it's just shaved and like more polished. And then it's only at that point that I'll even think about taking it on stage. So wow. the amount of time that it takes to actually come up with an idea and then go out there with it, there's a lot of care put into it, you know. And then you so uh, so for yourself with the um, animation side, how long does that take you? Because are there because with Adobe Animate, it's all puppets, isn't it? Yeah. So it's actually that's a w- way faster way to animate than like a big les and stuff. Mm. I've heard I've listened to some podcasts with him. He does I, it all in paint, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. It's I can't believe what That's he does. That's insane. Yeah. Yeah. Because so, it takes so so yeah, no. The way I animate's way quicker. Mm. Um it still is takes a long time though. It's still a pain in the pain in the ass. Um, yeah. but yeah, it's mainly the writing and the illustrating. I think I can animate pretty quick. So do you do all of it? You, yeah. Yeah. So you don't get so No, uh, I but I need to I need to I need to delegate. <laughs> That's what I'm gonna try to do now. Yeah. So it's just it's just hard because um It's a time it's a time suck, isn't it? Yeah, it is. And delegating's hard because I'm I'm trying to find people very soon to um it's just hard like uh, I need to get better myself at this, um, but letting people give them part of the create creative I don't know. Oh well, with the creative input. license or something. Yeah, yeah, like it's like for instance, like I want to get people to um, animate the body movement for mm-hmm. me because that can take a bit of time. Mm-hmm. But I'm just a bit like I, I did it. I, I was trying to train someone last year to do it for me and I found like it actually took more time um, where I would give them the, let's say, the character to animate. I've given them the audio so they know what's going on and then they move the body, they move the arms, the expressions, body and whatnot. And and then I'm just kind of like, oh, that just doesn't look right. Yeah. Here, I'm gonna change this a little bit, and it's just things like that where I've just I've got to learn to like give people, you know, the creative license to take over some things. Yeah, I know what you mean. It can be tough because you have to, um, you kind of have to direct the person who's doing the the actual yeah. engineering of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I got into a position position like this. Uh, what, what year was it? 2018. Mm-hmm. I so my background is like I used to work for like this big YouTube channel and oh, really? yeah so I have like a film and graphic design background ah. and then I kind of gave it up for a while but then I got back into it I moved to Brisbane a couple of years ago and there was a company looking to produce an online course and I was the person in charge to make like close to like 900 videos wow. and they wanted to like put this uh, a, a, several presenters on a green screen and then because it was for like a master's level university course, uh, they wanted to put like keywords up and do infographic animations. And, and I was like, well, I can't physically do all that in the timeline that they were giving me, which was like a year to do it. 900 videos in a year? Yeah, it was insane, man. Wow. Yeah. So I reached out and I was, I was able to get a hold of a creative team out of Egypt. Because I, I put a, like, I don't know if you've used Upwork at all. But Upwork is like the best place if you have a creative issue and you want to maybe outsource any sort of additional work. Is it like freelancer at all? It's it's kind of, yeah, like Fiverr, but it's better because agencies can get involved. And so, huh. so I was able to put an ad out there saying, I need help for this stuff. And I got um, the this agency from Egypt that contacted me and they said that they have all their own project managers and they have a team. Um, at the end of it... Uh, 
well, in the middle of it, there was a bit of that back and forth. You know, you'd have to watch everything and write down notes what you want different. Mm -hmm. And then you can give them back and then rewatch it again. But uh, but there was that moment there where you're like, no, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it so wrong. Um, but after a while, you just like, okay, well, if I want to get 900 videos done here, I got to figure out that there is a level that I have to be okay with, like a threshold. Um, but at one point, man, like I was employing like 30 Egyptians. And I was like, well, I was like, man, what am I, like a, like the pharaoh or something here, you know? <laughs> that is a hilarious line. Yeah. So did you get to a point where um, they were, you were giving the job out to your 30 Egyptians and they were, you know, doing a good job? Like you didn't have to keep going back and forth? Well, yeah, there was a, there was a breaking in period, I would say, because we, um, uh, a lot of them were just coming in and just sort of learning on the job. I, I noticed. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was a you know you get what you pay for. Yeah. And but you know I would teach them certain tricks of like editing or animations, and they would take that on mm. and they would create it. Mm. Uh, but it was just but it, it definitely saved me a, a fuckload of time. You yeah. know, Because I was able to look at what they wrote and write down the time code, send it back re reviews, and then they would churn it out. Yeah. The only stressful part of that is that it was. There was massive deadlines with this company. So it was like me trying to really make sure that this team in Egypt was able to fix it in time for me to get paid. Wow. And if they didn't, then I didn't get paid. And I was like, ugh. And then I was dumb enough to then go on vacation to Indonesia while I was like working on this. And I was like, I was on top of a hut one time. I was like, come on, work, you know, oh. trying to get the internet. And it was like, that's yeah. funny because that's sort of the dream is to be able to work and go on holiday. Oh, it's a but, fucking nightmare. But it was crap. <laughs> it's a fucking nightmare. Like it Damn. totally ruins my vacation. But yeah. That's what I always think could happen. Yeah. Because I would love to do videos and then go overseas and be like, yeah, I just got my team at home. Mm. But Well, it's pretty good. I mean, if you're running your own thing and if you're not like waiting for other people to pay you an invoice, like if you had a Patreon and you were having like monthly mm. patrons, then that money's going to come in regardless, I yeah. guess. So I, I think it might be a little bit easier. Yeah. Maybe you have to think about that. Yeah. So for you, how long does it take for you to do like a, because what, it's like 14 episodes a season or 10 or uh, what is it? Um, let's just say, yeah, 13. It was pretty random, 13. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, first one was 13. Mm. That took me a while, that one. I yeah. think I'm getting quicker now though. How long did it take the first time? Um, okay, well. I'll just discount the first three because I actually released that in 2019 <laughs> and that just took me like a year to do. So it took me a year to do three mm -hmm. and then the next batch of 10, that took me about a year. Mm. And now I think it's going to take me less time because I'm, I'm writing quicker now, I've mm. noticed. Yeah. I'm figured out ways to animate quicker. So Yeah, it's interesting because you have like your characters developed and you're sort of like knowing who you're writing for the character, I guess, right? That, um, yeah, I think I'm just figuring out with writing like because – one thing I used to do with writing was I used to um, just trail off, like not get to the point quick enough. Like I noticed like I'll just be writing a lot of things where it's kind of like cut that, cut that 30 seconds mm. out. You don't, what's that, what's that got to do with the <laughs> story? What's that got to, it's not that funny. Yeah. And now I'm sort of like, uh, I get like the, I don't know how I write because did you, do you ever watch like English sketch comedy, like Little Britain or oh, yeah, yeah, stuff yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah. yeah. That's like all I used to watch like as a mm. kid. It's quick, isn't it? It's, it's like quick. Yeah, I guess it's quick. Like it's a different kind of comedy. And I guess I just understand a bit better now. It's like a skeleton. Like I write this, the points of the skeleton. Mm. I'm just getting to the points. Um, and animating, like all my characters are already drawn. 
Yeah. I, I'm not redrawing any characters. Mm. And I guess that's why it's a bit quicker. So, yeah, it took me about a year to do the first 10. Mm. And most of it was writing, I think. Yeah. Maybe six months. Mm. And then, because I, I mean, I'm not like writing full time though, because I'm working. Yeah. Um, yeah. I had a call center job. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's all of us here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do it full time. No. Well, so what do you, what do you do um, when you're not doing uh, the, the sketch comedy? For work or yeah, just oh, um, uh, work at DHL. Um, oh yeah, the de the delivery. Yeah, it's just a call center, so I just I deal with people who. How's that? Yeah, that's right. That's got to be good writing material, though. You know, at the same time. There is some. I actually wrote one. I didn't actually make a video out of it, but um, yeah, I wrote one about just doing funny voices, like accents. On the, <laughs> um, but yeah, it's pretty good. It's actually I actually really like it. I've mm. worked a bunch of call center jobs. Yeah, and this is by far the best. The um. I worked a call center job one time in the, in the U.S. It was uh, for a satellite company called a Satellite TV um, oh, yeah. because it's Montana and I don't know, like the only thing you can get is satellite for some yeah, God, un God known reason. But it was um, direct TV and I uh, just remember the call center had 2,000 people in it and you would see people freak out all <laughs> the time. Really? Like people would just like stand up because it was the way they were set up. It, it was like a robot. Like they didn't see you as a human being. Nah. You would sit in this little cubicle and then you didn't have a choice f to take the next call. It would just be given to you. And right before there was a little beep in your ear. It was like boop. And then you'd have to start talking. And you were just like forced into the next call. And I remember I saw a guy actually get up scream. He was like, ah. And then walked out of the job. I was like, well, they, you know, another one bites the dust. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of call were they? Um, were you helping people or were you selling something? There was different departments, right? So the one that I was in was uh, about billing. So oh. they would come in and, and uh, the billing cycle they had there was really messed up. It was like, because uh, they did uh, monthly billing cycles. But if you, you know, joined a direct TV in the middle of a billing cycle, they would only, you know, prorate. And then, but it would go on to the next month's bill. So they wouldn't, so if, so if you save it was $30 and then you got in the middle of the month, so that was $15. So your first bill would be 45 bucks. Mm -hmm. People just couldn't understand that basic yeah, concept. That's happened to me. <laughs> and I've been that guy on the phone like, what? What the <laughs> fuck <me>? is this? <laughs> yeah. Um, and then, but people were always like trying to like clamber into like tech, technical help. Mm. And I always thought to myself like, Dear God, like, <laughs> like I can't imagine doing technical help, but these guys can't understand a bill, you know, like That's what, hilarious. Um, yeah. or getting into a supervisor job. I mean, I guess in Montana, it was like probably one of the better jobs to have because, you know, Mon Montana is like a really dark place. I want to, I want to go there and see it. Yeah. You should I go and visit, things. visit, but don't live there. Don't live there. <laughs> Just go on the outskirts or? Well, look, I mean, it's it's beautiful. You got the Rocky Mountains that go through it. Some of the best snowboarding in the cold countries there mm -hmm. uh, down in uh, like Bozeman. But uh, in terms of like uh, economy, it's not really much unless you want to like work for a bank or something. Because mm. uh, I think their main exports are like logging and tourism. Okay. Um, when, when we moved there, when my family moved there in 95, um, it was actually the... Um, the town that moved in Kalispell was the uh, meth capital of the United States. Wow! Which you didn't you didn't think that you know when you think meth capital, you think like it's all trailer parks and you know zombies. beer guts or something. It's zombies, yeah, yeah pretty much. 
And but he didn't see that. It was it didn't didn't have that perception at all. It's still it was still really beautiful. It was um, a meth capital. Yeah, it was crazy. Like they were all making it there and shipping it throughout the U the US. What a disappointment if you went there. Yeah. Like, I know, right. If you're like really into math, you're like, oh. <laughs> Where's all the <laughs> like, even like, if oh, I'm like, gonna go there someday. <laughs> I'm just imagining if you want to do like a documentary on like meth and how it affects places and you're like, Well, let's go to this place. Well, I mean, it could go, they could filter into the next like statistic of Montana too, is that, uh, I don't know what it's like now. I mean, it, it's gotta be worse now because of COVID. Um, oh, but yeah. for a while there, it was the uh, suicide capital oh. of the United States too. Wow. What a sad place. It is. That's what I'm saying. Like you have those things. Like, I don't want to be all like shitting on Montana because I still got no. friends and family there, but I don't um, know this. Hey? <laughs> well, I mean, most people don't even know where Montana is. Yeah, like, fair. yeah. Um, but it's a it's a place that you go to, but it's really hard uh, to stay. Like, there's a lot of retirees, a lot of celebrities buy um, like properties around lakes and mm. whatnot. Uh, but you know, trying to make ends meet there is a it's a difficult spot. You know, it's mm. difficult, um, but. I don't, you can almost argue that that's kind of like America in general. Yeah. If I were to compare it to the, to Australia. Have you, you been to the States? Um, I did actually when I was 17. Oh, yeah. 16. Yeah, where'd you go? Um, went with my parents to, where did I go? Went to LA. Yeah. Wasn't that good? I didn't like it. <laughs> I, I, used to, I used to live in LA, man. I know what you mean. Did it's you? Like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I had some crazy stories there. Oh, really? Well, not that crazy, but I did have this, I was bullied on the bus by two transvestites. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? Yeah, Go on. <laughs> this is a this true is great. story. <laughs> this this well this. Uh, yeah. yeah, I should write this down. So I was on the bus um, in LA um, with my family and I was sitting on the bus and I was 16. I did have a Justin Bieber haircut and <laughs> I was wearing a New York Yankee hat and New York, I love New York shirt because oh, oh. I'd just been in New York. <laughs> So I was just kind of like, this is so cool. Yeah. And these two, I think they were uh, like native, uh, do you say native Indian or native American? Uh, yeah, like native American. I'd you say, don't say yeah. native Indian, do you? Yeah. Why don't I say that? I don't know. All right. Native American. <laughs> they were from New Delhi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> from New Delhi. Uh, anyway, so, um, and they were just, they were just hammering me on the bus being, they were saying things like, ah, oh, he thinks he's, <laughs> I'll try to the voice. They were saying like, <laughs> Like, look at him. He thinks he's Justin Bieber. And they're like, oh, I bet he can't sing. Uh, they were just saying stuff like that. <laughs> and like out loud in front of me. And I was kind of standing. I didn't know how to deal with it. My parents, I could hear, everyone could hear it on the bus. So you're with your parents while yeah, this is happening? Yeah, I think they were scared of them because they were like, I don't know. They, they weren't that big, but there was something scary about him. So this is Los you Angeles. Yeah. On the bus. On the bus, yeah. Oh, there was man. a lot of crazy stuff in LA. Like, well, yeah, that's the thing. Like this, like no one takes the bus in LA. Yeah. Like that's because we were that's so your first mistake. naive. We were yeah. just all catching all this, you know, I remember I can't remember everything, but I remember a few times just going around LA on public transport being like, oh, like I feel a bit unsafe. Even like I've been to a few places with my parents. And I remember that is one of the places where a few times I felt unsafe. But anyway, they kept ribbing on me and like it got to a point I didn't know how to deal with it. My parents didn't know how to deal with it. They weren't saying anything. I think we weren't sure if they had a knife or like, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And I remember like this guy, this cowboy guy next to me and this like <laughs> guy, other guy. There's a cowboy. This yeah. is a random cowboy. Yeah. He stands up and goes, hey, leave this guy alone. Like, <laughs> leave him alone. He's just a boy. And like this other guy, like all these people stood up for me and like. 
So it was so weird. Oh, really? Like standing up to these two transvestites? Yeah, yeah, because it was real awkward. Like they were really having to go at me on the bus. And, oh, really? Yeah, and like everyone was quiet and watching and then everyone's like these people like stood up for me like in front of this guy. These two guys got off the bus, um, went for a walk around Santa, Mon- uh, Santa Monica, yeah. I think it was. Um, and then on the bus back, these guys, no joke, get on the same bus. No way. The same that bus. I see them walking. I was like, not these guys. They didn't say anything on the last bit. Oh, that's good. But they were. it was just like, oh. Oh, man. Yeah. So that was LA. I'm sure other stuff happened. I just can't remember. I wonder what the breaking point was for everybody in the bus to just like step in after a while. They're like, yeah, you know, like they're giving you a hard time about Justin Bieber. And then they're just like, what? They're like, sing, motherfucker, sing. And <laughs> And then they're like, oh, that's enough. That's it. I've had enough. You can't ask a man to sing. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, it was weird. Like, I'd love to go back and watch that because it was just weird. Like, Mm. imagine seeing old guys like, you know, having to go at a young kid. Oh, so they were like, they were older, were they? Oh, they were like um, 30s, 40s. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Wearing weird clothes. And I think they were transvestites because they were like two guys with like makeup on, I think. Oh, yeah. There was some, I don't know. That's usually a dead giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> I think. Or they were just, you know, just guys who were just trying it out. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe going to a costume party. Yeah. It was it was Halloween. Yeah. yeah. But New York was cool. I love New York. That was cool. Yeah. Like, I, there's such a separation because I was, I was raised up, um, raised up. I was raised on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. And so, the comparison I always found was like in the West Coast, people are a little bit more chill and the East Coast, people are a little bit more tight and like businessy. Yeah. I heard that. Uh, and- well. Uh, my brother actually lives, um, so I got I got four brothers, and one of them lives in New York. And when I went there, it was such an intimidating experience to go to New York because the streets are so wide and the buildings are so tall. Mm-hmm. And coming from like, you know, living in Seattle and like, you know, around San Diego and stuff <laughs> like that, like it's more chill and nothing so tall. It's just beaches and, you know, um, yeah. transvestites. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, but yeah, where'd you go in New York? Ah, uh, I can't remember. Just, I don't know the place. Just, it seems to all be pretty similar just around the place. Um, Empire State Building, um, the park in the middle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, the, the, that park that's centrally located. You know, yeah, that yeah. park in the middle of the city. <laughs> middle park. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's cool. I remember the cool thing about New York. There's all there's performers everywhere at all the train stations. Yeah, I remember that. That was cool. There was a, there's a famous guy in Times Square called uh, Naked Cowboy, <laughs> and uh, he's a guy who is just in like tidy whiteies, cowboy boots, cowboy hat, and a and a guitar. And it's the I don't know if you went to Venice Beach at all when you're in L.A., but it's kind of the same thing down there. Where if you take a photo of any of these people, these performers, and you don't pay them. They have a fucking freak out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they like come after you. They're like, that's $5. Yeah. Give me my $5. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, um, but I guess that's their living, you know? So. I get it. I get this. Yeah. I've had that. I've had that so many places that. Really? Yeah. I remember um, I went to um, Morocco when I was like 18. Mm. And there was just like, everyone's trying to get a picture because there's all this weird stuff going on. There's like some guy with a cobra on the floor, some guy with like a table of teeth, just teeth. What? Like human teeth? Yeah. Or oh, I think so. Really? They look like human teeth. Oh, I guess I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it could be like goat or horse teeth. Like, like, what so. are these, vampire teeth? What is this? Yeah. <laughs> I remember I was like, what the hell? I took a photo and this person chased me. Oh. Um, and I, I didn't know what was going on. I didn't think I understood then. I think I was like 18. I didn't, yeah. my awareness, I didn't stand. But yeah, that's a... 
But you know, that's what I like about Thailand. You can go to Thailand and just take photos of whatever the fuck you want and no one really seems to care. Yeah. You know, and it's it's great. You know, yeah. they'll be they'll be posing with you. As yeah. long as you eat whatever they have, I guess. It doesn't happen everywhere. Like, yeah. But I guess people who really want to make a living out of it, like, you know, yeah, that's I their guess. money, I guess. Yeah, I guess so. Some, some weird things. Oh, I actually did see one thing in Thailand. It was a, uh, it was a, like a crocodile or something on a spit roast. And they were like serving the meat off it. But if you want to take a photo, you got to pay for it. Because ah. it looks so Flintstonian, you know. Yeah, true. Yeah, very strange. Wow. But what was Morocco like? Um, outside of the teeth table? Morocco was cool. It was just, I didn't have, I had the lowest budget. I think I had like nothing. And I was, it was kind of dangerous. I have a few dangerous stories. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was with my girlfriend at the time. Mm -hmm. um, a few times. Like one time, there's a city in, uh, I forgot what this is called now. I think it's called City of Fez. I might be completely wrong. Because mm. you know the, the, the hat, the Fez yeah. hat? I think that's where it comes from. Mm. And it's called the City of the Thousand Streets. And it's literally like there's walls around it and there's all these people living inside. Like it's quite big. Um, it's, it's essentially like a labyrinth, this place. And uh, I remember one night we went right in the – there was like a touristic sort of spot. You could go in where they make leather and they're actually making it. Or are they doing like the tanning or something? Yeah, tanning, yeah. Yeah, that stinks, doesn't it? It, uh, it did It did smell, yeah. It yeah. Wasn't, um, and I remember we got there and I'll tell you what, all these places, it's like you go there and you go look at the leather, you're like, oh, this is cool. And then as you're trying to exit, there's like three gift shops. Like, look at this, look at this. Like, <laughs> get some bags. I'm like, no, thanks. And then, all right, we'll go downstairs. Oh, there's another gift shop. Look at this. Like, no, mm. thanks. We don't want that. Um and we left and it just got dark and this guy was trying to get money from us for security, he said, just because he was there with us at the, oh. just because he was walking with us in the tanning place. Mm. And I was like, ah, oh. I was cheap and I'm like, not paying you money. <laughs> <laughs> so because he, we had this little stroppy thing, they were like, okay, all right, they left. And we're in the middle of this labyrinth and it was getting dark. And I was like, I don't know how to get out of here. Hey guys, I just wanted to take a few moments to say that if you're enjoying this episode, I could really use your support. Become a Curious Pete patron for as little as $5 a month. Go to patreon.com forward slash Curious Pete for exclusive bonuses, early access to future episodes, monthly AMAs, merchandise, and more. Your support of the podcast will go towards booking more studio time, upgrading our studio equipment, and marketing to reach out to new and interesting guests. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash Curious Pete. And now, back to the episode. So we just tried to get out of this labyrinth in the middle of the city. It was dark and then it was getting real dodgy and all these people were like looking at us like, what are you doing here? Like, we're in a place where there's no tourists. And it was me and my girlfriend and we were trying to leave and all these young guys were like, we'll show you how to get there. And they were all following us. And then they started saying like dirty stuff to my girlfriend behind me. And she's like, we've got to get out of here. We've got to get out of here. Or like, like rapey stuff? Yeah, like, like rapey stuff. Yeah. Um, Which is really such like, uh, it really takes the shine off the vacation. Isn't oh, it? it does. When like a local guy starts saying rapey things. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like, oh, this is fun. I'm having a cocktail. Yeah. Like, I'll give you a cocktail. <laughs> I'm going to write like, no, a bad review for this no. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is going on my Yelp review. <laughs> <laughs> keep talking. <laughs> keep, keep talking. I'm just writing my notes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is one star. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We somehow got out, but it got real scary. I had a, a, I wasn't going to use the knife, but I had my hand on my knife because I was like, 
I'm a bit worried here. Wait, so like, you, you just walk, you just, you just, I had a little knife. Crocodile Dundee I, walking I did have this like crocodile little knife because <laughs> oh, I, I love weapons for some reason. I got this weird thing with weapons. Like, if you go to my house, I got like a bow, I got like a blowpipe. Sweet. That I got from different places. Yeah, this is awesome. I got a sword from Amsterdam that I somehow brought back. What? How, a sword from Amsterdam? Like, yeah. Because people think of Amsterdam and you think like weed or the red light district, <laughs> but you brought back a I sword. I went for the sword. <laughs> That's what I went there for. <laughs> Wait, uh, what kind of sword is it? It's like a, it looks, okay, this is probably not what it is, but it looks like a Spanish cutlass. Was, oh, okay. <laughs> Isn't like, like, bow It's got or like something? a thing on the. Oh, nice. Like, like a, that. like, is it wire or something around the, the it's not, knuckles? I don't know. It's like, not what it's like, it's like a. It's like a shield. Like sort. a shield. Yeah. Like a shield. It's a nice. Little striped curves at the end. So how did you get that into Australia? I don't know. I mean, I had it, and they saw it, and I just said it's an ornament. And they're like, and they let it in. Good enough for me. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> looks like an ornament. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know how I got that in. Well, um, I think you're okay to have a sword. I mean, as long, you know. I mean, you, you probably shouldn't be allowed to walk around with it. No. You know. I mean, that would that would like. It's just weird because I don't know if you could do it now, but it's seriously a sword. Like it's metal. Like I could, I could kill someone. With but I mean, <laughs> is, it, I will. is it sharp? Is it sharp? It's got. It's pointy. It's not the blade isn't sharp. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's definitely pointy though. I mean, you could sharpen it if you wanted. I to. I could. Yeah. Yeah. It's nothing stopping you. No. Really no. I mean, it. yeah. Maybe I will. Yeah. Is it in a sheath as well? It is in a sheath. Sweet. So yeah. you just put that above a mantle, or? Yeah, I had it by my bed for a long time. Nice. I, have a, I have a cricket bat next to my. I do. Yeah. 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 You got to get a sword, bro. No. <laughs> <laughs> got to get back to Amsterdam. <laughs> go to Amsterdam, get, get a, a sword. sword. <laughs> yeah. I've got a, yeah, anyway. I don't know. I had this thing where I, I just, anyway, so I bought a knife in Morocco because they just sell them and that's a really cool one. Actually, looks really cool. Yeah. I like weapons. So I remember uh, when I first went to Thailand, uh, it was like seven years ago, uh, they were selling tasers in Khosan Road. Oh. And like crazy tasers, like like long things with like metal bits on the side and like batons they were like they were oh taser batons and then they stopped they stopped selling them because um uh australia sort of caught on that people were going there and bringing back these crazy like yeah. 120,000 volt you know God. like stun guns and um see where I, you know where i come from that's normal you can just buy that on amazon really yeah well yeah it's of fine of course yeah and then but here of course like like uh, knives and pepper spray and uh, tasers and all that stuff here are illegal. Yeah, because I remember even my one of my ex girlfriends. I was, I I bought her this <laughs> so American. I bought her a um I bought her a little dainty pepper spray for her for Christmas. I was like, put it on your keychain, <laughs> <laughs> a little stocking stuffer <laughs> in case someone tries to get you. Yeah, you can spray Christmas. them. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah, um, but back to um vacations and um you know locals ruining it with rapiness oh yeah um i i used to live in thailand oh and for uh, maybe just under six months maybe less i I can't remember maybe maybe it was three it felt like six months but i was working out of school and um i was doing english teaching and so you have bangkok in the center and then if you go uh to the east down along the bay there's another town there called chonbury Chonburi is the capital city of the province of Chonburi. Mm-hmm. Anyways, it's close to Patea, if anybody else knows where Patea is. Mm-hmm. Um, and in there, uh, I was working at, a, at an English school. Uh, for, it was uh, all girls. And 
um, I was working there with uh, my ex-partner and we were walking back and uh, she decided to go back out after we went back to our apartment and she was going to go and, um, and meet up with another one of the, uh, you know, girl uh, teachers. And she was walking and there's this uh, highway and you go up the stairs and a land and a little bridge and then go back down the stairs across the highway. And, and it happened to her tw like twice. So the first time she went, there's this guy who chased her up the stairs with like his dick out, oh. trying to like look under her skirt, holding onto her skirt as she's like running up the stairs. And then the second time she was with her friend and he, and he was, and he was, you know, like sometimes when you drive past women in a, like a motorcycle, some guys will like try to like show off. Yeah. This guy took it to the next level. He was driving the motorcycle while swinging his dick in like helicopter what? circles, like as he was going by. Wow. And you think Thailand too, you're like, wow, people are so nice and it's called the land of smiles. And that didn't raise any smiles. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's their version of nice, like. They're like, hey, look at this. Like, I think you're pretty. Check yeah. out this. Check out this helicopter dick. <laughs> Damn, that's scary though. Yeah, the guy it is, right. his penis out. Well, that's what I mean. So Nothing I went. Scary. I went out and I was like, where is this motherfucker? Yeah. You know, I just, you know, he's obviously way gone. But so were you in the house when she ran in um, up the stairs? Well, you so this is her crossing the highway. She's so I was I was back oh, in the apartment. Okay. So she's by herself. Mm. And then so from that point on, I was like, right. So I guess if you go anywhere, I'm all walkie there, and oh, then I'll and then I'll walk man. back. You know, and then when you're done, I'll come. I'll come get you. Wow. And there was another teacher I saw too. She was in a different town, and um, she dealt some with some issues like that too in the um, in the rural areas. You know, walking back from the school and stuff, going down uh, just the neighborhood streets. But uh, I think it's just more like that stress of what would happen. I, I don't know if like, I mean, that is hectic. Yeah. I'd have to <laughs> I mean. I mean, you know, kick. You know, they're strong people. They can be. They're like big into kickboxing mm. and Muay Thai and stuff. You never know. But um, at the same time, they're you know, Thailand is. I mean, they're tiny people. You know. Yeah, on <laughs> an average, yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> so, I haven't been to Thailand, but I've been to. Um, it's really good, to be honest. I, I would actually, besides all that, I would, uh, I would totally live in Thailand. In fact, that's what I would like to do. Probably like maybe three months out of the year, live in like maybe one of the islands or something. Yeah. Yeah. Really. I, nice. I, I think about that sometimes. How yeah. long have you been in Australia for? I uh, came here in 2013. Oh, okay. Yeah, and you've lived here since. Well, bit of a bit of a jumble mix. Yeah. Um, I did a year here, and then I went to Thailand, and then I went to New Zealand. Was there for about nine months. Came back to uh, Australia to start a company. I tried to sponsor myself. Didn't work. Uh, left. Went to Europe and Latvia for about a, almost a year. <laughs> Came back in 2017 and been here ever since. Wow. Yeah. So That's it's been cool. like a back and forth, back and forth. Right. Yeah. All over the place. Do you prefer Australia to USA? Personally, I do um, because uh, the the wages are great. Uh, the weather is fantastic depending on where you're living. Mm -hmm. um, in general, especially nowadays, COVID is like almost not a thing unless you live in Melbourne. Um, poor bastards. You so know. good here. Right? We're so yeah. lucky, man. Yeah. It's, we've had no problems really. Yeah, it's great. It's in great. general. It's it's probably also because of the the heat. You know, it's not and plus Queensland is also quite sort of spread out. So you don't have that it's not so know, populated, like yeah. yeah. Like Melbourne's sort of on top of each other. Yeah. You know. And when you go outside of Melbourne, 
there's really nothing, <laughs> you know, like it's, it's just not, the city. Yeah. It's it, the cities. It's just the city. Like you have the Great Ocean Road, sure, mm. but it's nothing compared to like what you have outside of Brisbane where nah. you can go to the Gold Coast or you got all those national parks or you can go to Noosa, you can go to Byron Bay. It's, we're so lucky. Like I, I, I talked to my nan um, in England and it's so bad there. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's just depressing. It's like they're stuck. Don't want to make this podcast <laughs> where, depressing. Where is, where is she again? Um, uh, Birmingham. Solly Hall. Oh, oh yeah, right. Yeah. All my family. <laughs> the, I was actually from Birmingham, so they're all there, and it's like they can't. I don't think they can leave their place. I think they can. One person can exercise something like that, but you can't. Like you're talking about the UK, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, wait you're originally from Birmingham? Yeah. Oh, so you were born in the UK? I was born there. Yeah. Oh, right. So your and parents are are uh, English? Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. We moved here when I was like uh, eleven. <clears throat> In nice. Australia. Yeah. Yeah. My partner, she's from she's from Manchester. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. And um, we speak to her to her mom, and mm-hmm. um, poor thing, she's always like going back and forth between lockdowns, and I yeah, I just can't imagine it. You know, it's just like one of those. I mean, I used to live in London, and uh, living in such a tiny flat, uh, I can't, I couldn't imagine being like locked down back and forth for over a year. You know, I struggled enough with six weeks. Mm. I, I hate to say it, but like I didn't know I was breaking the lo- the the rules. Oh, I will say law lo- rules mm-hmm. that in the initial lockdown, I didn't know that we weren't allowed to leave our neighborhood. Wait, were you there in during COVID? I was here. It was in it was in Brisbane during COVID. Oh, yeah. sorry. Okay, yeah, you, yeah. okay. You didn't know you could leave. I can yeah. see what you mean. Yeah, uh, because we had like a six weeks of lockdown, and uh, after two weeks in, I heard that if you have a friend who lives by themselves, you're allowed to visit them. But mm-hmm. I didn't know that meant in the same neighborhood. So I would often take like Ubers across the city. And it was like, la, 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 la. <laughs> la, 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 la. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. The Uber guy's not saying anything. He's like, well, I'm picking you up here, taking you there. I don't care. I didn't know. I didn't even know that. Yeah. That was the thing. I, I learned that after it ended. And I was like, oh. I remember there was actually, Oops. now I remember there was a 50 kilometer thing. Yeah. That, I don't know if that was it. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I think it maybe, it maybe was like in the first week or so. Yeah. And the best part too, which I've always like like to say, especially now that I have a microphone in front of me, <laughs> is that uh, uh, so we had my partner and I have a um, we had an engagement party in uh, February uh, last last year, oh, nice. and um, this is kind of when everything started getting into the news about coronavirus and and um, and so I, I posted in the in the group I was like in the Facebook group I said hey if anybody's been to China over the holidays, let me know. Because uh, I just want to see if you're feeling okay in terms of like your health. Because mm. I don't know if it'd be a good idea if you sh- if you would come to the uh, the engagement party because it's kind of a like a closed space. Mm. And a few people were like, "Is this guy serious? <laughs> like, is he crazy? Who's crazy now?" You oh know? my god! Yeah, back then that was a different time. It was like I look like a total like you know stick up my ass yeah. kind of guy. And they're like, "This guy, you're like, come, come on, on, it's fine." Get out. Yeah. yeah. And then I, I could see that. I found out too that one of my coworkers was actually from Wuhan. And if I knew that, I, there's no way I would have entered the building, you know. And because she had just come back from Wuhan over Christmas. Dang. And was she invited to the engagement party? No, no, no. It was like I was going into uh, just a, a meeting in the in the city. Oh yeah. And uh, and she was there, and I was like, "Whew, man, damn. dodged a bullet." Although. The building did get shut down because of Peter Dutton getting coronavirus, because he came into um, he came into like a different level, and and then everyone's like, right, everyone needs to leave the building because there's a case of someone with coronavirus came in, and then it turned out it was Peter Dutton. Whoa! And I was like, oh, Peter Dutton, Voldemort coming after <laughs> here again. <laughs> Peter Dutton, that's interesting. Yeah. Why was he there? 
Uh, they have like um, on Eagle Street in the building that our my old work was in. Uh, there's like a government office there. They have a few of them. I don't know the different departments. And yeah. God knows what. You okay. Know, treasury or something. Ah, uh, yeah. Boring government offices. So, you know. Yeah. yeah. So what I want to do though is I want to go into the part of the show now where I ask you weird questions. Yes. All right. So I kind of like doing this with people, just to especially if people who get into improv or like you know have a <laughs> bit of a comedy background. It's okay. Fun. Cool. All right. So I'll ask you some weird questions and you yes. tell me what you think about it. So. Let's do it. Um, let's start off easy. Um, life is easy when you're beautiful. What do you think? Uh, yes, yeah, very true. <laughs> <laughs> it's very true. It's very, um, it's lucky to, I mean, it's, <laughs> I sound like a dickhead. Now, I just realized. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I, I do think it's, you'll, you know, it's lucky if you're, um, you're good looking. It definitely helps. Um, you know, it's just one of those things. It's like it's also lucky to have arms and legs. Oh yeah, those those, to, those definitely help. You know, yeah. Uh, I've I've seen documentaries where that was brought up, and it's made me think about it. Um, if people are born good looking, tend to get what do they say? You get better jobs. You get you're more likely to get the. You know, it's unfair. Sorry, unfair. Mm. But it's kind of like if you're born with arms and legs, or you're born with, you know. You're tall and you want to play basketball. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, you know. But you don't need it. I mean, there's obviously ugly, successful people. Yeah. Especially in a lot of fields. I would would say they they would definitely have to try harder because there was like the, uh, you'd have to be facing so much adversity. Mm -hmm. But the quality of your personality at the end of that Mm. um, is probably way stronger Mm. than what you're made of Mm. compared to someone who just is given everything just for For sure, yeah. Because- you know that that must have an expiry date, right? Like, you know, if you're lucky enough to be good looking up until sixty, mm-hmm. you know, then I would say, you know, hats off, mm-hmm. you know. But if if you only get to about, uh, let's let's say, I don't know, say if you live in the Gold Coast and you know, you, you, <laughs> you're burned you, by the sun, <laughs> you're burned by the sun, you turn into a piece of leather at the age of thirty, mm. um, you know, and then then what? That's a really good point because you're playing life on. Hard mode. You yeah. Compared. So yeah, I guess it's true. I mean, yeah, for sure you'd more likely, I guess would you more likely to be bullied? Probably, if you got like some kids are mean. This brings me to the next point. Like I, I don't want to say I'm pro bullying, but I'm pro bullying. Like okay. not so much like going out and like, hey motherfucker and pushing him around, but I'm not like one of those people who's gonna be like banging the drum and saying like anti bullying. Mm. Um of course bullies should be put in their place, but they should not be uh, put in their place by someone's parents it's like like i was bullied Mm -hmm. and i overcame it and it was a really good lesson in my life Mm -hmm. in order to get past adversity because then it makes you stronger because when you go through life there's assholes and this is the first time that you're meeting a dickhead Mm -hmm. and you learn how to deal with them you know yeah i don't know how you can argue against that um, I get, I get it. How people go, you know. I understand what people are saying when they're like, oh, "You can't, you shouldn't bully people. Stop it," because they're just trying to be nice. But mm. yeah, I mean, it's, it's sort of nature. natural. It's so yeah. It's like a pecking order. Like it's just the you know, it mm. just happens. And if you deal, you know, it's good to deal with bad things because bad things are reality, aren't they? Yeah, really? that's it. Like it's not all sunshine and rainbows all no. the time. Uh, like. I know some people out there like to sort of step in and, you know, help their kids. Of course, you love them, but, you know, you got to like 
not fight their fights. You have to teach them how to fight their own fights. Yeah. You know, and that's how you deal with a bully. Not mm-hmm. like come up with some sort of scheme in the school for, I don't know, like what, what do you do? You're raising a generation of like people who are unable to deal with adversity. Yeah, that's it. It's adversity. It's, it's good. Adversity is good. It reminds me of, I, I don't want to sidetrack too much, but I remember, you know how they say, um, in like sports and stuff, like no one wins. Mm. Everyone's like a winner. Oh, yeah. I remember like they used to do, I got a younger brother and he was playing in this basketball team and he, he was pretty good for his age because he used to play with me and my brother. And th- they did this thing where they only let him shoot five times and that was it in the whole game. Mm. It was kind of like, oh, it's just like you can only shoot this many times and no one wins. Uh, I was just like, God. How are you? I don't know. It just takes away the fun as well. Michael bit. Michael Jordan is just like punch, like stabbing a basketball. It's <laughs> like this is bullshit. Yeah. He's like, have you seen me? <laughs> have you seen me? Yeah. He, he was such a ball hog too. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. 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 He was. Yeah. Like he didn't didn't get that message, did he? But you know, but look at what look <laughs> yeah. look where he took everyone else. Yeah. So All true. Right, let's keep going along. Okay. So the Earth might actually be flat. Next question. Um. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just, just for the record, like I'm, I'm just, I'm just reading things. <laughs> yeah, these, no. these, these are not my oh, thoughts. No, no, this guy, I appreciate it. Um, I don't know what to say to that other than um, it's probably not. <laughs> it's probably not, guys. Yeah. Um, it'd be funny if it was, but I mean, I guess it. Oh my god! I was about to say I guess it could be, but I don't want to associate <laughs> myself <laughs> with anyone that thinks that. So, um, well, because really, when you look at the facts, like I haven't been in space, mm-hmm. you haven't been in space. I'm, I'm assuming. Well, uh, yeah, don't assume. Don't assume. Don't assume. <laughs> no, um, I and but what I find interesting about this is that the the rise of certain uh, belief systems that comes into society these mm-hmm. days, I think, has really been huge um, in giving people a voice for such ridiculous ideas like through Facebook and social media. Mm. Like you start meeting other people who have that same idea and then it starts like you start believing it after a while. Yeah. Same thing with like the QAnon uh, believers yeah. in, in, in America. What is that? That's So I don't really want to go. Okay. No, no. Like I'll definitely like put a comment on it without me really truly knowing what it means. Yeah. But I haven't, I'm, I'm scared to sort of, research it too deeply because then I'm not saying I'm going to believe it, but yeah, like, I don't want to like get lost in the crazy, <laughs> but I, I, I do know that it's roughly based on, uh, where people who are conservative followers, let's say like Republican or not all of them. Um, obviously just the people who believe like say people like Trump, uh, they, there was a belief out there that said that Democrats were taking children and, drinking their blood, which, um, you know, <laughs> I don't know how you can get lost Actually, in something like that. it just reminds me of a guy who told me that story. Really? Yeah. Some guy I live with, he was like really into conspiracy theories. That must have been what he was talking about. Oh, really? He said something about, and I don't want to go too far into it, but he said something about if you, <laughs> this is so weird, he said, they scare kids and there's a chemical that comes out in their blood and that's the thing that they want. And I was like, "What is this chemical called?" And I don't think he could answer me that. And so like, does he? Be- does he believe it? Oh yeah, he believes it. Really? Yeah. And he thinks that's like maybe like the the secret to like youth or something. Or um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I think 
But I remember I was like, okay, what is this chemical called? I think he actually told me what the chemical was called. Yeah. And I just did a quick Wikipedia on that. So I was like, let's just get down to the basics. Yeah. And I Googled it and it was kind of like, didn't say anything about, there is a chemical apparently that's produced, but it wasn't like just about, it wasn't just with kids. It was just like anyone. And I'm like, I don't know. Ah, oh, you know, cause I've heard this something as well, like in the, uh, in the live, um, or the wet markets in China that mm-hmm. like, for example, with, uh, with dogs, uh, they will torture the dog before they kill it as a way to, they say it like, maybe it's the same thing. Maybe there's that chemical that's released, released in the blood that goes into the meat that makes it taste. Oh, I think that's that what it was. Hectic. They said something about that. Yeah. And, um, which is brutal, Yeah, you know, but I don't think anything happened with kids. All right, let's go. Let's go one more down. <laughs> okay. Um, Children should vote. Since we're on, since we're on the topic of kids, um, I don't think so at all. I mean, no. Here's what I think. I think if you know what you're voting for, like really well, I think you should vote. So maybe there's some like real genius kids out there that know what they're talking about. Like a test, do you think? Like- I don't know, because like, look. I've always said this, and I actually did an episode about it. Mm. Um, the vo- there's a voting monkey, voting monkeys episode that I did. <laughs> oh yeah, I think I saw a little. You clip saw of that, that, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I've always said to people, every time I go down to vote, and look, maybe I'm a dickhead, <laughs> but I have no idea really what I'm voting for. Mm. Like, you go to a voting place, there's all these like colors. There's green, there's red, there's blue. Vote for red, vote for green. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, what does green do? Like green's going to save the trees and like blue's going to get jobs, red's going to get jobs. And I'm like, I'm voting right now and I'm not into- – I'm, I'm just not – I'm allowed to vote and I'm sure there's people like me out there who are voting who are just sort of like voting because they've, you know, they like the color green or – well, I don't know. Well, here in Australia, isn't it like if you, you know, it's like it's uh, obligatory voting, but if you don't, let's be honest, it's not that bad. You get like a $50 fine. You get a fine. That's 50 bucks, right? Yeah. That's, <laughs> like, that's like 10 meat pies. Right I know. <laughs> it's crazy because uh, I'll get a bigger ticket if I park in like a, like a handicapped spot. Yeah. You know, but if I don't vote, like I'll, it's 50 bucks. I get it. Like, I get it. I, I, I sort of get it. I just, I, f- I do think if, I mean, it's, it'd be really hard, but I think if they could figure out a way where everyone was like very educated on the voting, like yeah. what they're voting for. Mm. And even if it was kids, I mean, there's some smart kids out there. Maybe they could vote, but. You know what it is? I, I, I think, yeah. I think it's just like going out to a poll station is kind of, you know, old school. <laughs> like, yeah. like for me, I can vote in the U.S., they send me a PDF in my email. I I select everything on the PDF and email it back. Oh, really? And that's it. Oh, you can do that. Yeah. Oh. Like I don't know why they can't you know figure out a system like that. You know, Australia's a bit behind. Yeah. They were, they're actually doing pretty good now. But I remember when I yeah. first got here, you probably, I didn't, you probably yeah. Oh man, like eight years has made, made a huge difference yeah. in, term, in terms of like everything. I know. You know? Like I. I just, I was a kid, but I remember the one thing I was like, you guys are way behind in the movies, in the cinema. Mm. <laughs> That's the one thing I was like, all these movies, I'm like, that was that last year in England. What do you... Oh, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. There's yeah. a few things that were behind. I guess, yeah, it's a smaller country. Well, it's a big country, but... Yeah, it's the population, I think, that sort of strives that, you know, drives that supply and demand as well. Mm. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely getting better and better with the... I mean, I like how NBN just, like, never 
fully completed its process <laughs> and now we're just like oh fuck it 5g <laughs> you know like That's true yeah. yeah like well okay well at least we're somewhere you know we just sort of skipped a whole wiring situation and now yeah. we're just into something else i never got that yeah finally got there Hopefully, it won't warp our brains as they say Those- yeah I do. That's that's another conspiracy theory I haven't bothered to read about yet. Oh, I love it. I love how like so ridiculous it all is that people are actually in the U.S. took guns to the five G towers. Oh like, yeah, I heard. Yeah, so good. What is it? Are they saying five G is going to kill oh, us or something? Yeah, they say like I don't know. So many different ideas that like it'll like um, what do mind control or that'll give you cancer. I mean, you know, I mean, this thing in your pocket is probably going to do give you cancer. Yeah, you know, five G. I need it. Yeah, I need it. I was like, I was disappointed that this is. I bought this phone like two years ago, and it wasn't like five G sort of ready. But what can you do? Yeah, yeah. I haven't. I think my girlfriend's got five G now, and she says she doesn't notice anything. But I think her phone's it's not no. working well. Maybe. Yeah, I think it's only in like really tiny spots. You know, like you go back and forth between it. Yeah. Um, well, so do you have anything coming up here with the show? Like, uh, are you working on a new series right now? Yeah, I am. Um, so. I'm very close to, look, I think I'm going to be restarting releasing in March, maybe early March. I'm going to start releasing skits. So, yeah, mm. uh, look out for that. Um, every two weeks, I'm going to try to release one episode. Yeah, There's some pretty ridiculous ones coming up. Yeah. Some pretty raunchy ones. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Well, uh, I look forward to that. Yeah. Uh, thanks for coming on today. No and uh, everybody out there, uh, make sure to follow Ben's uh uh, at uh, your website, fullyskits.com? Yeah, fullyskits. Or go to my Instagram, fullyskits. Um, you can go to fullyskits website as well, fullyskits.com. But Instagram's where it's at, Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's the same here for uh, Curious Pete. Uh, make sure you're following all the channels for the podcast. And also now I've also started a uh, patron program. So if um, if you enjoyed this episode or if you want to hear more episodes of Curious Pete, uh, please uh, give a little donation and I would really appreciate it myself uh, I think I will leave a little link in the description down below but no that awkward part is out of the way <laughs> um, uh, thanks again for coming on and uh, thanks uh, for having me man yeah no worries fun. and uh, we'll see you guys next time see ya That was fun, man. Yeah. That's the first podcast I've done. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. It's good times. Like, just talk about bullshit. It's all nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> just goes, hey, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it really does.